Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Talk here at SG Taurus. I'm your host, Matt LePan. This week, we're bringing back a familiar guest for all of you to have a discussion on social media with a bit of an addition. We'll get into that. But first, we're going to welcome on the president of EBNL Marketing, Alina Wellstead. Alina, great to have you back again here on Taurus Talk. Oh, it's my favorite place to be, Matt. Today, we're going to talk social media. You and I had the 101 discussion, if you will, but you felt that we really needed to break this up 101 and then advance social media, right? Right. There's there's so much about social media to know. It, it can get pretty overwhelming pretty quick. So we tried to keep it kind of basic on the last podcast that we did. And now, now we're bringing in the big guns. On that discussion, we teased that we were going to bring on Jeannie Steinbuck. Jeannie, you're known as the digital sorceress over there at EBNL Marketing, the marketing manager. You know, again, if we want to put titles out there, but... A lot of people haven't had a chance to meet you. We've been on about six podcasts with Elena, but for those folks that are listening now, we've talked you up here as the digital sorceress, but who are you? How long have you been in the industry and how long have you been with EBNL and what's your role there? Yeah, I've been with the company for a couple of years now, really enjoying learning a lot about this market and how I can help people with their social media and digital marketing. The role that I have here is I spend all day, sometimes all night, working on the digital and technology-based aspects of our customers' plans. So I spend a lot of time working with these social media accounts that we're talking about today and supporting them and, and helping you know, dealers you know, be guided through this process. Elena spoke very highly of you in knowing really the nitty-gritty of using social media as an advertising platform. When we talked about social media, Elena and I in our 101, quote unquote, it was more high level. It was you should have it to post pictures of the outside of your building, post pictures of your guys, put some reviews on there. But really, when you look at it, and we're going to get more specifically into Facebook here, it's a very powerful ad platform, right? It really is. It's basically the way that you are engaging with customers and generating new relationships now. Being on social media and being on those platforms, just like how Elena said in the first podcast, it's it's not an option anymore. You have to do it. It's part of building your business and generating sales. Now, when you're looking to make an ad, what type of stuff should dealers be out there advertising on social media? Obviously, you can put out whatever you want and you can make ads out of whatever you want. People see the ad builder and they get a little crazy with it. <laughs> What should be in an ad and how does somebody go about making an ad effectively on Facebook? Well, the first part of making an ad actually starts way before you're you're deciding what you want to sell someone. The first part of making an ad is representing yourself and your social media platform in the right way. So the first time you come out of the gate with your new Facebook page, you're going to want to make sure there's content on that page that supports the type of advertising you want to do. And that's some of the stuff that Elena talked about, making sure that, you know, you have pictures of your trucks up there, you have pictures of your employees, you have the message and the theming and the branding of your company on there. So this way, when you do put that ad out there, people see that you're not only just throwing it out in their face and trying to get that conversion or get a phone call, you're a part of the community. So that's step one. And then when you're actually building the ad, you want to make sure that you're developing an eye-catching image that's along with your theme that isn't loaded with a bunch of text 
it's not loaded with a lot of unneeded content, but it's direct to the point, you know, eye-catching, like I said, and get your message across quickly to people. Because we only have a couple of seconds as they're scrolling through all the content they're looking at. Because they're not really looking to get to an ad about their air conditioner or their heating system. You know, we have to catch them while they're scrolling by looking to find out about their friend's vacation. Right, yeah, it's it's not the first thing you look for when you're on Facebook. You're looking for pictures of friends and family, not of heat pumps and furnaces. What I really liked of what you said there is really establishing yourself as part of the community. When it comes to advertising, you know, we talked about this more at a high-level point of view, but when it comes to the advertising end of things, how important is it to have the brand recognition and already done and have folks recognize your brand before you advertise because... Really, if they don't know your brand, they're not going to slow down. They're not going to click. Um, I guess the answer to that question is yes and no. I wouldn't encourage anyone to kind of sit back and say, hey, I can't get out there and I can't get on social media because I, I can't compete with the large established brands out there. So I don't want you to do that. But when you are smaller and you're not, you know, you're not the biggest player in your town or you're just establishing your brand and becoming part of that community, make sure as you're posting teach your consumers your brand with your social media. So you can compete, making sure that that content is relevant, get your logo out there, get information about about your company. It's worth it even then. Now later, after consumers know your brand, and there's been multiple times that they've seen you sharing information, seen you as part of the community, they're gonna be more likely to click, but you have to start someplace. Very true. And, and something else you had mentioned in the, the first part there was not to overload your ad image with text. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rules when it comes to advertising on social media, especially if you're on Facebook. Can yes. you get into a couple of those a little bit and explain why they're so important so that you're not seeing these big, ugly ads? Yeah, 100%. So Facebook likes to see, for Facebook in particular, because I think that's a really great platform for people getting into social media to use. So we'll focus a little bit on Facebook. They like to see ads that definitely don't have a lot of text in them. And the reason they want that is because the consumer of their product, which is a social media interaction, wants that. So they're looking for ads or images or even content from people that is easy to look at easy to engage with without making people read because it that that part of it fails when you put ads out there people don't tend to click on them they don't tend to interact with them so facebook makes it an advertising guideline to kind of force our hand to do what's right for us when we're communicating about our product so you know, step number one definitely making sure there's not a lot of text on there people really like human faces so facebook encourages ads that have humans in them or animals. They actually treat, side note, when they're creating the algorithm for Facebook, they treat animal faces and human faces the same. You still get the same like quality points for your ad for that. As they should. Um, as they should, I agree. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you need to have that going on for yourself. Limit the text, put some faces in there if you can. Make sure that the colors that are inside your ad don't have a tremendous amount of black and white in them. Facebook doesn't really like that. They like colorful ads. They will give you a little bit more credit in their algorithm if you have a colorful ad. And you don't want it to be an image that's been overused. 
So when you have an image and you're just sharing someone else's content, that can be great, but you want to make sure that you're not overdoing that because that's kind of against their their rules. Yeah, don't go and use you know a viral image for your ad because everyone's already seen it, so they're going to ignore it and just scroll right by rather yeah. than you know engaging with it and clicking on it. And if I remember correctly, the, the algorithm's updated recently, so I'm not 100% positive on this, but it, it used to be 70-30 in terms of image to text over an image on an ad um, i remember that you know i know from doing ads that they they had the little block where it would show you that you had too much text on it if this much is covered and all that yeah they have and what they've done is they've changed it to it's actually 2080 now they've made the rules a little stricter but they've put some exclusions in for people so what you can do if you are selling a product which you know it doesn't really relate to a lot of us but it's good to understand why you might see someone else's ad with some text in it and be like, hey, how'd they get that on there when mine got turned down? So certain industries, like if you have a book or something that you're selling can have more text in there. And that's how they've addressed that change that they've recently made. But for our community, we definitely want to stay at less than 20% text. And believe it or not, that includes your company logo and includes all text, which makes it extra hard. It does make it more difficult. But like you said, you want people's eyes to be caught right away. You want that that splashy ad you want big you want colorful you want them to see your logo and pretty much that to be if not all the text at least most of it being your actual company name yeah it should be and remember if you caught them with your image you do get the opportunity for them to read that blurb of text that facebook lets you put on top of your image and that's where your message is going to be and that's how you're going to tell your future customer what you'd like them to do with that so you've stopped them and then in that text, that's where you're going to say, check out this promotion or visit our website for this deal. And then you get to communicate your message that way. So it doesn't have to all be in the image. We've gone over making the ad and what should be on it. You're not just going to blast this out to everyone in the entire universe because that's not what we're looking to do. Building an audience, especially within Facebook, but you know, across all social media advertising, obviously, but especially on Facebook, is extremely important, but it's also something that requires a little bit of research when you're doing it to make sure you're getting the right audience. Can you discuss how you approach creating an audience and what the best way for someone out there listening might be to create an audience that would capture the right people? One of the things we want to take a look at is that the easy part is location. Facebook actually does let you target down to zip codes. So you're going to put in the zip codes of the service area you want to communicate a message to. And then you're going to make sure that that message that you're communicating matches up with what you're trying to do. You know, So if you're communicating about a promotion you have for new installations, you're going to make sure that that's the area where you want to be doing installations in. If you're looking just to engage in the community, you might want to do that zip code and give yourself a couple of miles of buffer because you're looking to just boost the influence that your page has. That's the first part of what you do. And the second thing is you're going to target your demographic by age. So you're going to pick, you know, are you looking for homeowners between 35 and 65? You know your demographic. Everyone knows that. And that's one of the things I look at with my clients. I know their demographic when I'm starting to structure these campaigns. So I'm putting that in there. And one little trick that I use is... I really love using life events to target an audience for a promotion. And Facebook loves when you do that. That's always a win-win because you're going to save money. 
your ad's going to cost you less to run. So I'm looking for things like I might be looking for people who recently retired. People that recently retired can be really good customers for us. I might be in a different demographic or a different community looking for people who just got married. A lot of people, after they just got married, they buy a house. Yeah, very um, true. So there's a lot of things you can look at under the life events subcategory and find different things that that person did in their personal life that's going to make them a likely target for your service. And then you're going to want to look at what their interests are. I like to target people, and it obviously depends on budget, depends on the client, depends on the demographic. But a lot of times picking people who like the Home Depot page, they like the Lowe's page, they like home goods. These are our homeowners, right? These are the people that like those things for a reason. They're shopping for their home. They're consumers of products for home, just like how they're consumers of HVAC products. Yeah, you're not going to be going out and liking the, the Home Depot, the Lowe's, your local hardware store and all that, unless you have a reason to. Pretty much, not yeah. A, not yeah. a lot of hardware store enthusiasts. <laughs> no, no, not a lot of like Tina, you know, teenagers out there liking those pages. You know, right. those are those are our homeowners. One other thing that can on occasion work, you can look at employment and financial demographics. Now, financial demographics for social media platforms are notoriously wrong because yeah. they're based on sourcing information from a couple of different places that they're getting from an impression that someone wants to make. And that's a little bit different than real data. But it can be helpful when we're looking and trying to target people who can afford the high quality services we're providing. I'll sometimes look at employment and income to target that audience down. And I think people will be very surprised after they tick through all these different features that Facebook has. You start out with your zip codes and you have hundreds of thousands of people and you say, wow, this is just if I want to hit all these people, it's going to break the bank. Once you get this targeted down, you know, you're in a zone where you know, you're probably 70, 80 percent of these people. They're your your potential customers and you're advertising for a very reasonable rate because you've gotten that the amount of impressions down to to something very small. Yeah, absolutely. And Facebook advertising, especially it's not overly expensive and you control the budget. You know, yeah. it's, it's not like you just let it go. Uh, you set a budget parameter and, you know, when it gets down to the end, you can set it up again if you'd like. But something that I thought was really interesting that you brought up there is is around the life events. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that a lot of folks that are out there listening would know if I'm creating an ad, I can, I can go buy someone, you know, I see on my timeline all the time, oh, just bought a house, just did this, just did that. And the ability to target by that is something that I think a lot of people wouldn't know without hearing yeah. it. And it's it's really such a smart way to control your demographic. Yeah, it's one of the tools we use, and I, I hope it's helpful to people. And it, it's always good when you're placing an ad, open up all those drop down windows, you know, play with what what does this platform have to offer this week? Because <laughs> it really does come down to that. It right. changes constantly. You know, I've been doing online marketing since MySpace and dating myself. But <laughs> not too much. Don't worry, I had a MySpace too. <laughs> none of these I remember MySpace. <laughs> none of these features used to exist. You used to just throw some advertising out there and hope for the best. And now, I mean if you have the time, this stuff is very time consuming, but if you have the time you can really dig down and get to the right people. I can just imagine MySpace ad center target by 
the uh, what was it the profile song or by the profile topic right. friends <laughs> right or or you can pay people to be on their top six friends yep oh whatever. man that would, be, that would have been that would have been fun now we've gone through that's more of if you're creating an ad for Facebook you know you, mm-hmm. you're going through the ad center and you're creating an ad and it's getting approved as an ad mm-hmm. There's another way that you can advertise a post that you've already done called boosting. Everybody sees that little button on the bottom right-hand corner that says boost this post. Most of the time, people ignore it because they go, I don't even know what that means. When is the right time for somebody to boost a post? And what type of content do you suggest boosting? I mean, I hate to put it in such simple terms, but kind of just zoom out, look at it, and say, if I wanted to be represented by these five posts from my page, and I really wanted strangers to see this and learn about me, which of those posts would it be? Choose those and, you know, put a little money behind them and get those posts out to your community. Because the thing is, it's easy to say, uh, you'll boost your offers. Those are already in your, in your ad center, right? We already got those set up. Those are advertising to people who, they don't already like your page. They don't already know you. We're reaching out, it's a different effort. When you're going through and you see, you know, hey, uh, we uh, we had this event. We had an event where a lot of our techs brought out their families. It was a great time. We took some good pictures. And look, there's there's people liking this. There's people enjoying this. And this really is, this represents us. This is who we are. Boost that post. Let people see that. You're not going to sell them anything with that. You're going to teach them with that. You're going to teach them who you are. And then later down the line, when they see that ad, then you get your conversion. So boosting is about spreading the word. That's such a smart way to look at it because so many people, when they do know about the boost, you know, they see it down there, they think, oh, I'm going to put on that I'm offering, you know, a, a $200 off coupon on a system checkup for the spring. Right. Not quite what you're looking for. That's more of your traditional ad. Yeah. The boosting is going to allow you to really build your brand. It gets back right. to what we talked about before. You want to have your brand built so that when that ad comes, people are recognizing going, I remember that picture that EB&L Marketing put up of their, their spring trip with all their, with all their employees. And, you know, so-and-so's son was jumping on, you know, at a trampoline right. park. They're right. going to remember that and they're going to draw the connection of, oh, well, they're a family company, so I'd like to yep. work with them. Yep. We've talked about yep. it. With, we've talked about it with Elena. Family company, the whole idea of that. People attach themselves to it. We're not sure exactly what it is, but the whole, you know, family owned and family run thing, people attach themselves to it. So that's the type of boost that you can make. Yeah, it really sits well with people. You know, I I catch myself, I keep saying the word community, but it's just so important. And that's what Facebook is. It's, It's community that's just located in a different area. So you have to show that you're part of it. And those types of images, boosting them and making sure people see them is a great way to do it. Kind of an example that I like to give people when they're newer to social media and they're not quite understanding what I mean by that, I say, hey, you know, if I met you at the mall today for the first time, you had no idea who I am. And I ran up to you and I said, what's your email address? You'd look at me like I was a little aggressive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you would not give me your email address. And I would, you know, kind of walk away with my tail between my legs. But if I walked up next to you and I'm like, you know, I see you're, you're a fan of the Yankees, right? And I walk up and I say like, oh, nice Yankee shirt. Did you see the game the other day? And we talk a little bit and then, you know, we say goodbye. Week later, I run into you at the mall again and I say, oh, hey, how you doing? Did you see the game last weekend? 
And then I say, hey, when I get your email address, they got another game coming up next week. You just might give it to me, right? Because you know me. That's how the social engagements work. So when you put yourself out there and you let people know you a little bit, they might give you that email address or that phone call or what you're looking to get from them. I think you just proved that uh, where where you might be from, because if you came no. up if you came up to if you came up to somebody if you came up to somebody around here and said, "Hey, you're a Yankees fan," I don't know, I don't know the type of reaction you might get. <laughs> true. true, true. Okay, Matt. So you can see why we brought in the big guns for this discussion, right? Of course, yeah. Genie is Genie's the best. We knew it would. We knew that coming in, but it, it was awesome to have Genie on and and really get into the the nitty gritty of advertising on social media. Absolutely. I mean, she teaches me something new about social media and Facebook pretty much every day. So oh, yeah. I mean, that's I why we like call her the digital the sorceress. Pod- yeah. I learned like three new things on the podcast alone. So I, oh, know, fantastic. I know our dealers are going to take a lot of great information out of it. And this will really help out our dealers who are doing things more on their own. You know, not everybody goes out and has a, true marketing firm that can do their social media for them or anything. Uh, But I know we touched on this before, but, you know, you have to be careful on who's controlling your social media and make sure they're learning stuff like this. That's so true because, and we did talk about it before, and, and, you know, Jeannie gave so much great information. And I think, you know, if you have the time or someone in your company has the time to devote to this, to learning about it, to really, really digging into it, getting some good advice and going at it, that's fantastic. But what we see a lot of and and what you really should avoid is, you know, when we talk about social media, we have dealers saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get my my nephew. Uh, He's on social media all the time. You know, he's he's 15 and he he's on there all the time. He knows all about it. I'm going to have him do it. And that's really just a major no, no. Like, don't don't do that, because there's a, a huge difference between being on social media and understanding how to market on social media. And it really is a discipline and it's something that people go to school for and, yep. and learn about. That's like saying, well, I have a furnace so I can fix it. <laughs> True. Yeah. You know, on you know, we want to sell, we want to brand ourselves and, you know, offer our services on Facebook. We don't want a TikTok of one of our guys doing a dance with a furnace. <laughs> well, that actually sounds kind of amusing. I mean, that actually sounds kind of fun. But yeah, so my advice would be if you have the time to dig into it, you know, by all means, go ahead. You're going to make some mistakes and, and you'll learn from them. But it probably is wise to have a professional do that for you if, if you can, if you can afford it. Absolutely. And if you have any questions on getting in touch with the right people, you can reach out to us here at SG Tours. Your TMs will help myself or Jill and we can put you in touch with the right people like the great folks over at EBNL Marketing like Elena and like Jeannie, and they'll be able to help you out with your digital marketing, your social media. They do it all over there. We've had Elena on plenty, and we're really happy to have Jeannie on. We want to thank them both for joining the podcast. Thank you all out there for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, search Taurus Talk, and you'll find us really anywhere you can find a podcast. Follow along on social media. Make sure you're following us now that we've talked about social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn is where you can find us. Search SG Taurus to find us and use the hashtag Taurus Talk. And as always, you can go to our website to catch all of our podcasts, sgtaurus.com backslash podcasts. I want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Taurus Talk.